welcome to another podcast. My name is Dr. Jason Wiggins, and I am your Generation Z and Millennial Expert. Today's date is Wednesday, October 28th, 2020, and it is episode number 46. Again, thank you everyone for joining. We appreciate all your listenership and hope you are continuing to learn more about Gen Z and millennials. And this is for those individuals that want to learn about them, that maybe are millennials in Generation Z, and those that lead them. Today, we're going to talk about workforce diversity, what it means for Generation Z. So this is an exciting topic that I am looking forward to talking about as the majority of our workforce is uh, diversified, meaning they are from different origins and are made up of mainly non-white, specifically for Generation Z and millennials. And as you go down the generation ladder from Generation X to baby boomers, each one of them had less minorities within their overall generation. That makes Generation Z, the highest of non-white employees and individuals within the population. And so today we are going to talk about what workforce diversity means for Gen Z. Successfully attracting a diverse workforce has never been more important for organizations and especially companies that hope to attract the brightest and the best new talent. 83% of Gen Z candidates stated that an organization's commitment to diversity and inclusion is important when choosing an employer. Diverse teams are more innovative. They're likely to be more reflective of the customer base they're trying to attract and they may even impact the company's bottom line. Companies with the most ethnically diverse executive teams were more likely to outperform their peers within a recent study I noticed. And perhaps the biggest benefit, diverse organizations are attracting and are better attracting the talent they need especially when it comes to attracting the newest workforce, which is Generation Z. What can your organization do to promote workforce diversity and inclusion for today's workforce? Well, let's think about it. Probably the most important part is to start by understanding what diversity means for Generation Z. So we need to rethink diversity and inclusion. Gen Z candidates typically think of diversity at work differently than the previous generations. Inclusion and diversity are more than just religion, gender, age, physical abilities, and race. It is ultimately about how different points of view are accepted and their overall value. So this shifting view is also known as cognitive diversity. Younger workers are more likely 
to define diversity as a mix of identities, ideas, opinions, and experiences, rather than what we would determine as traditional definitions of that diversity, such as ethnic, gender, demographics, and the underrepresented racial uh, part of our population. Prior generations, including Gen Xers and baby boomers, identify with the later definition, which again includes underrepresented racial, demog uh, demographics, ethnic, as well as gender. So for these older generations, diversity is about respecting, integrating people of various demographics into one overall workplace. Bringing diversity in the workplace, that's a, that's a big concern and sometimes a big objective for organizations. Many companies are approaching their diversity strategy utilizing Gen Z expectations, creating more of a collaborative environment that values more of an open participation from people with different perspectives and ideas. And companies are listening overall, but how do we include all perspectives and bring everyone's agreeable and total talent to the table without dropping the traditional diversity perspective? So you gotta dig into your existing talent acquisition data. So look at your talent pipeline metrics to access your company's capacity for the overall workers' diversity and how they find the overall talent pool within the human resource processes. Assess where you are with diversity and where you could be given the labor market and use that data to identify where you're having some challenges within the process. So here's a, here's a couple examples. Look at the number of diversity candidates applying to the position. Assess how many different candidates make it to the first and second round of the interview. How many within that are diversified are offered positions? And then lastly, how many are accepting these roles? So you want to ultimately utilize your data to understand where the gaps are in your pipeline so it enables you to address it. So use that data um, to determine where you need to move and go forward. If diverse candidates are applying but not making it past the phone screen or the second interview, this potentially may point to some bias. You know, it could be hidden or not in your interview process. So recent research shows we prefer people who remind us of ourselves. That can be a big concern when we are interviewing candidates and making hiring decisions, especially when there's a different demographic and diversity. If candidates are making it through interviews but not accepting their offers, it could point to a shortcoming or a negative reputation within the company culture. And we have to look at breaking apart that life cycle data can help you understand where to devote your total attention and your time to try to fix. 
So first you got to fix your company culture. Not surprisingly, a culture of trust, open communication, acceptance of differences, tend to support diversity, while cultures of blame and fear tend to negate that positive culture. If your workforce diversity problem stems from the company culture, you could be hard pressed to retain and attract diverse talent until they are addressed. This for now will make retaining new hires from backgrounds that are underrepresented and perspectives all the more difficult. This is especially true for Gen Zs and millennials who are much more likely to be engaged in their organization while they have a diverse and inclusive culture. So a report recently showed that actively engaged Gen Z and millennials within their organization fostered an inclusive work environment, while others who did not reported being actively engaged with the organization. So again, this is very important to have that diversity, have that ability to attract talent. Diverse talent, especially top talent, have a lot of opportunities and little patience for unhealthy company cultures. Uh, many experts will advise organizations to assess whether their culture is sufficiently inclusive and to identify what support the organization can provide to the individuals or potential candidates before launching a diversity recruiting campaign. Do what you can to bridge those overall cultural shortcomings before you start bringing people into your organization. You also want to keep it authentic. Job candidates are quick to see through the cloud of dust when authenticity is not practiced but only preached. Uh, you don't want to misrepresent your organization and sell something different for the candidate because then you're going to potentially lose the candidate after you train them. So be sensitive to the message you're sending to all the candidates. You want to make sure they see the real face of your organization. If the environment or culture at your company is entrepreneurial and less formal, that is a great selling point for millennials. You know, companies that recognize and embrace not everyone wants to need or wants or needs to work nine to five in the same office is is a desire for millennials. Another area to look in order to appeal to the diverse millennial talent is in their career paths. So millennials don't see moving vertically up the career ladder as they only as the only or best option. They want opportunities that branch out to different divisions and directions. Think less ladder and more of a dome shape. Benefits need to be diverse and inclusive too. Remember that one size does not fit all. One employee might value backpacking through Asia, while another might enjoy a four month sabbatical to do something they want or desire, or even a generous 
paternity leave. So these are some key areas as we discussed for Gen Z and millennials when it comes to workforce diversity and what it means overall. So hopefully you've learned something today and we can just bring you a little more up to speed if you're a leader of Gen Z and millennials or you are Gen Z or millennial or even any of the other generations because we can all learn from each other. And that is what's so great about this podcast and so many others. Again, my name is Dr. Jason Wiggins. I am your Generation Z and Millennial Expert. And again, as always, the best way to reach us is via our website, GenZandMillennialExpert.com or via my email, Jason at jwigginsconsulting.com. As always, thank you for your listenership and have a safe day and be safe wherever you are. Uh, Happy Wednesday morning, afternoon, or night, wherever you may be. Be safe. Take care. Bye-bye.